Welcome to Off the Beaten Path, but not lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. Join us on this RV full-time living journey. Across the beautiful United States. Where the fellas. Welcome to episode 52. We are going to do some updates today, just some quick ones, and then we're going to talk about Great Sand Dunes National Park. That was a good one. If you're looking for the show notes for this episode, you can find those at thefeolas.com slash 52. So where have we been? So we left North Dakota in late October, October 25th. Yeah, 25th. Yep, and we started heading south. We had quite a few days of like one day driving, one yeah. day staying and setting up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a handful. I mean, it was all pretty much like during the day we would do stuff like we'd do some school, you'd work, and then we would kind of hit the road late. Like we did the opposite of what we like to do, and we did the opposite of what we tell everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> to do. Driving like single days, multiple days in a row, I know sometimes it has to be done. So like, you know, stopping at a Walmart or a store or a rest area or something, it has to be done once in a while. But doing like three or four of those in a row is so hard. Yeah. It's so hard when we're like working and like doing school because we have to set up each time. Yeah, it's I mean, not, not like, like set up outside, but we have to put, I have to put up my computer monitor and like stuff like that. Yeah. It's not like it's hard or it's exhausting or anything like that. It's just kind of like annoying. Yeah. Because the whole reason we were doing it, we were trying to get away from the north as fast as possible. <laughs> so we were putting on miles in yeah. a short amount of time, you know, day after day to just try to get away from the cold weather that was coming. So. And we're finally here. <laughs> well, the first stop was at Walmart and it was well needed because everything... <laughs> was empty at our house we had no well, food yeah we spent 34 days in like small town usa mm-hmm. which they had a grocery store and all that stuff but it wasn't a walmart that's for sure yeah we had to stock up on everything i think our dry like cabinet like our pantry i think yeah. is what it's called <laughs> might as well be sure <laughs> i mean i to make me sound better here it's like a cabinet. It's not a pantry. It's like a, half a drawer. We put some food there. We put some food in another one. So we don't really have a pantry. So We have four pantries, yeah. but they're all about one <laughs> cubic foot. In my defense, it's not really a pantry. That's why I didn't call it that. But um, but everything was empty. The, the pantry <laughs> was empty. The refrigerator was bare. Uh, so stopping at that Walmart was, was really, really needed. But then the other three stops wasn't. Well, those we, we <laughs> picked some other things to do. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we got there. We actually rolled in, you know, after dark. And it was lit. I don't know. What time was it? Maybe eight or nine? It was late. Because we drove so that- all day the day we left Grafton, North Dakota. And we drove all the way south to um, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And we knew we were stopping at Walmart. Yeah. So we pretty much were like, let's just drive until we can't drive anymore. And then we'll just stop at a Walmart because yep. in the morning I had to work and Tony could go in and go grocery shopping before we left, yep. which was really neat. Yeah. And that's, it was helpful. Um, and that's one thing when we, 
get somewhere in the dark, a Walmart isn't that big of a deal because it's pretty much, you know, well lit and it's just wide open. And it's better when it's late. One thing I complain about is rolling into like a boondocking spot in the dark. I complain about that every time it ever happens. Just because, you know, especially if it's not a place we've ever been, you don't know what the layout is. You don't know how much room there is or what spots are available. So that's a different story. But Walmarts and Cracker Barrels and stuff like that, we could we can handle that in the dark. Yep. So, again, our sweet spot is two weeks <laughs> at one spot. Even, even setting up for a week can be hard. Um, and so staying one day is definitely hard to put everything up and – and not do it. So yeah. we stopped at a few spots. I mean, we had that Walmart. We had, um, what was that one? Well, we stayed in a visitor center in Chamberlain. Yep. We stayed yep. one more night in South Dakota. The next night, we went south into mm-hmm. Nebraska as far as we could get. And we actually found like a cool city park. Is that the one with the horses? Yeah. Yeah, that one was really, that was really cool. I actually wanted to stay there a couple nights, but yeah. we were just trying to get south. But I was like, we could stay here two nights. <laughs> yeah. This one was um, Thedford City Park Campground. And um, it was really neat. It's free. Of course, they had, like there's a donation box, which we've stayed at a couple of those. And they all have donation boxes. We throw a few bucks in the thing. And um, it had electric hookups. Which we didn't really need, but it didn't was need. Nice. We use it, you know. And Kylie called some horses. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, there were some very active um, active horses across the street. Like, I don't know, three or four of them? Three. Yeah. And Kylie can do a horse sound. She does a really good, like, <laughs> loud horse call. Yeah. <laughs> and they look all the time. You yeah. know, we've been in some with, like, wild horses, and they're really far away. And they'll, like, you know, we make noises at them, and, like, we'll try to get them to, like, look up so we can get a photo. Yeah, like is that a two around thing? When you're like, "Hey, horse!" and it doesn't look, (laughs) and then I do it, (laughs) and they all look. Yeah, (laughs) but these were very active, and they were very interested in what Kylie was saying, and so they kept running around like the trees or whatever that were there, and came almost to the fence. It was really. I'm glad they didn't come all the way because I think it was electric. Yeah. Well, the one like stared at our RV for probably ten minutes straight. (laughs) Wondering what was going on. I think it was sleeping or something. I don't know. We got a few pictures of that. That was pretty cool. Yes. They were cool. And one lay down right under the tree. It was super cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was neat. I was working and it was right out my window. So I got to watch the horses. And they were very active. They're not like your normal boring horses yeah, that just do nothing. These were like moving around and they would like eat and then they'd go play in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would roll around. <laughs> Yeah, we'll link that place. That was that was like a cool overnight. Then we went to uh, another rest area, <laughs> Wiggins, I think, Colorado. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we drove into Colorado, like the uh, northeast corner. We stopped at the Julesburg, Colorado Welcome Center, and we dumped our tanks. Oh. Uh, we did not fill our water because the <laughs> the um, the fresh water was right next to the rinse water handle. <laughs> We have a strict um, rule there. And, yeah, I didn't feel comfortable yeah. filling up there. We Plus, we didn't really need water anyway, so. And if you haven't heard that podcast, I think it's the one where you're like, what is that podcast that we talk about that? I can't remember which one it is, but we talk about it where you shouldn't, you should not 
fill up your water if it's next to the sewer because we've watched so many people take that hose and stick it in the sewer hose even though it says yeah there's almost always signs (laughs) that say don't use this to rinse your thing like fresh water and we've seen so many people do it so just if you're trying to get water either go somewhere else or get it where like it's separated yeah like the national parks are really good for, for like separating the fresh water from the rinse water and you're probably wondering, you know, why is the fresh water so far away from the septic? You can't do both at the same time, which would make sense because it takes so long. No, that's why. Because people are idiots. Yep. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, especially littering. <laughs> yep. So from the Wiggins rest area, we went down through Denver, made it into Colorado Springs, and then we stopped for a couple hours. We did a virtual Halloween party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The kids were dressed up. We put on our masks. We decorated. We decorated. The bad thing is, though, is we stopped at a Walmart, and we had to put out the Starlink, and there was trees, and we had, like, no signal. So, and the trees were kind of, I mean, because of the trees, it was breaking up a little bit. So, we only got to hang out for a little bit at the Halloween party. Yep. And then we had to leave, and um, the girls were super sad. That was, like, a, that was a hard one. It seems like get after the parties, it gets harder and harder. Yeah. <laughs> Last year we did good for Halloween. Like we had a couple events. We had yeah. two, like costume contests, two of them, trunk or treat and stuff. This year was we were pretty limited because we were trying to move. So we didn't do as much. Which yeah. made this it year was too. lame. Yeah. I think the first like couple times Halloween's we were when we were first left Michigan. Um, we did a lot of cool things here. Like we made decorations and we like made um we had the kids do like some craft things yep which kept them busy while they were watching the party happening on zoom because it's kind of sad like watching everyone have fun and (laughs) all together and stuff yeah (laughs) yeah all together and we're like um so next year we're gonna do better at that maybe we'll have some crafts or some foods and some fun things to do here while we watch we did do little mummy dogs oh yeah 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 (laughs) mummy hot dogs those are fun. And I made little dough balls out of the rest of the dough. <laughs> so after there, we drove the rest of the way to um, Great Sand Dunes National Park. I think we got there at dark time, right? Yes, yes, we did. So we were supposed to stop somewhere in between. And I think you and I talked and we're like, let's just go the whole way. Let's yeah. just get there. Um, I really just need to be at one spot. Um, so we just pushed it and drove the rest of the way. But we did get there at dark time. Um and there was like a little like parking lot staging area. Yeah. Because there's a trail there. So there's normally before like a trail or a trail. It is it is um <laughs> BLM land. Yes. So. Yeah, it was BLM land, but normally like right before a trail, there's the map and there's like a parking area or staging yep. area where you can like, you know, take your big Jeep off your trailer yeah, exactly. or whatever you want to do. Um and then there is down that road some other spots to camp. But since it was dark, we just decided to stay right there at that parking staging area. And it was perfectly fine, to be honest. It was quiet. We didn't yeah. have any issues. And we didn't have to drive down that road. So I was happy with it. Yeah. It's just it's hard finding a really good spot in the dark when you're boondocking like that. So, And this spot was near Sacred Shell Mountain. Yeah. I think. It, what was the name of that's, that road? That's the name of the BLM. Yeah. I think it's. Mount Blanca Road, maybe, or something like that. But um, it goes from, like, a gravel road into, like, a hardcore Jeep yes. trail. 
Which more hardcore than we wanted to do. It's actually one of the deadliest trails in in uh, Colorado. Even more than the the big scary ones. Yeah, we ended up staying there three nights. Three nights. Yeah, and it's because it's about what fifteen minutes, twenty yeah. minutes maybe from Great Sand Dunes National Park, which we'll talk about in a minute. But let's talk about the campsite first. Yep. So it's deserty. Lots of trash. <laughs> there was a lot of trash. Yep. So Lexi uh, woke up when in the morning and was like, Mom, there is so much trash out our window. I mean, there wasn't that much, but there was like little pieces all over. And so <laughs> Lexi wanted to go clean it up. I was like, you got to wait for your dad. I don't want you to go out and like pick up a dead leg or severed arm or something. So there was like half a bag of stuff that we left because it was gross. Yeah, I wanted to pick it up. No, we don't. We don't do human waste. We do trash and litter, but we don't do with the other stuff. <laughs> so they did. They they filled an entire trash bag though. So yeah, I think that was good. And Lexi walked around with a little claw and picked stuff up. And Kylie just walked around with a camera in her hand. <laughs> she recorded it. <laughs> She spotted stuff. She was the spotter. Yeah. Over there's a piece. <laughs> but that was really cool. Like the backdrop. That whole valley is just surrounded by mountains. And where we stayed, the Mount Blanca is actually, the I think, the fourth tallest summit or peak in Colorado. You're already up at, I think that spot yeah. was about 7,500 feet in elevation. So it got also got cold at night. The stars, though, were amazing. Yeah, really good dark sky. Yes. So it's a good spot to uh, take your star photos. And with that mountain backdrop, why didn't you do that? Because it was cold. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was too cold. I'm a fair weather photographer. Hopefully we can get some sky photos in Arizona. Yeah, we will. Anyways, back to Great Sand Dunes National Park, which is what this entire podcast was supposed to be about. Let's talk about the national park. Did you guys like it? We loved yeah, it. Yeah, we loved it. Yes. Except for the part where we had to walk about four miles. <laughs> and Lexi yeah. and I almost died. Yeah. So Great Sand Dunes National Park is in southern Colorado, as you can tell from what we just explained to you. And it is sand dunes in front of the mountains. What mountains are those again? Those are the uh, Sangre de Crisco. Mountains or something like that. Okay. Sangre de Cristo. So when you're driving in, you see the sand dunes, and they're just kind of in, at the feet of the mountains, which are behind them, and they don't look that big. They, I was like, okay, so there's more, right? Like when we go around the turn, there's more, but it was kind of an optical illusion. When you get up yeah. close, they are big. They're um, really big. Yeah, they're actually the tallest sand dunes in North America, which is interesting because we are I from, believe it. Yeah, we're from Michigan, and we have some awesome sand dunes, but... They are pretty impressive, I will say. Like, driving up to them, you know, you have to drive for, from where we were, I think it was about 15 or 20 miles, and uh, as you get closer and closer, you can kind of get the perspective. They start to to form, like, the height and everything that I kind of had pictured in my mind. But it's hard to tell because the mountains behind them are so huge. Mm -hmm. It just makes them look like kind of like little hills until you actually get right up to them. I was expecting a little different. I'm not going to lie. But they were still very, very cool. (laughs) 
I don't know what I was expecting. I guess I didn't know the area because now that I know how they were formed and everything, you know, like the, there was that lake there that dried up and then blew and then got stuck by the mountains. And, you know, you can find all this information on their website or go by, by going there. Um, but it does now make sense. And they're still really cool. Yeah. They're I not mean, as soft as like Michigan sand. No, I disagree. Soft. It's very soft sand when you're walking through it. When you're trudging through it, <laughs> yeah, um, for miles, and we all guessed um, how they made got made, yeah, and we all guessed right. Yeah, we yeah. all had like a different theory on before we actually read any information, mm-hmm. and we all kind of like had part of it right. But one thing I did learn it was like the dune field or the dune area is thirty square miles. Pretty sure it's called the Dune Field. Dune Field <laughs> is 30 square miles. That's huge. Yeah. And there's multiple different kinds of dunes that we learned about um, there as there's well. There's like star dunes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is really cool. So we were actually there um, on Halloween and we let the girls get dressed up and go out and take photos with the sand dunes, which was, I think, really fun. Yeah. We've actually done that for every year that we've been... Um, on the road, 2019. Yeah, 2019, we were in Texas. We did yep. some photos with them dressed up. And we just did them, like, at the lake or whatever yeah. there. And then 2020. Was that we arches? arches? which were super cool photos. 2021, it was on Daytona Beach. Yep. Those were super fun. And then now, 2022, we have the sand dune photos. And maybe Tony will have those edited so we can drop those in the post. Which year? 2022. Oh, okay. I think I have to edit all of those years, but. (laughs) I have the photos. That's all you need to know. I don't think it was that busy there. Of course, we were not there in their peak season, um, but it wasn't too bad. We have really good luck with national parks. Yeah. Um, I could see how this one could get very busy, especially during peak season, which we'll talk about in a little bit um, on the different seasons and weather. Um, but one thing that's really cool about this park is it is very pet friendly. Yes. But you, yeah, you can take your pets right out onto the dunes. Yes, which is not something. I mean, I'm pretty sure Indiana did. Oh no, Indiana Dunes allowed it too, right? Or did they? Um. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, because we took okay. the dogs out. Okay. But um, but most most national parks they uh-huh. restrict you, um, you and your pet. From going out and, like, just willy-nilly, wherever. Yeah, no trails, nothing yeah. like that. And here you can take them pretty much everywhere. Except for cool. except for buildings, unless you have a trained service dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. We got to take them out onto the sand, and they ran around, and <laughs> Freya went nuts and dug a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> she got loose at one point. <laughs> we were, like, taking photos of the Halloween photos, and... Tony was on the ground taking, like, on his knees, took taking photos, and all of a sudden Freya just, like, walks by. <laughs> her, yeah. her collar broke. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> she was, like, running around for a while, which was fine because she wasn't going to go anywhere. I mean, there's and there was nobody around. So. Miles and miles of sand. One thing, though, I would recommend if you are taking your dog there, um, make sure you pay attention to the weather. Yeah. When we were there, it was October. The sand was cold. However... It can get up to 150 degrees. Yeah. So. There's actually warnings all over um, for pets on the sand for that. And it doesn't matter when you go, make sure you take water yep. for both you and your dog. 
The girls will tell you about that in a little bit. (laughs) And the National Park also backs up to a preserve. So it's technically the Great Sand Dunes National Park and Preserve. Yeah. (laughs) And the preserve side, you can hunt on it. You can, there's camping over there, which is probably free. I assume so, yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's camping there that's free, and then there's camping in the national park that you have to pay for, but you can just go down that. Yeah, there like, is a road. campground right in the national park. And actually, they closed, what did they close? The day that we were leaving, I think. I think November the, 1st. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And there's a creek that runs through the preserve and through the sand dunes, which this creek was um, in the preserve area and on the trail, which we'll talk about in a little bit. It was flowing, but when it actually got out to the sand, at this time, there was no creek, really. There so was no water. We we went out to that place, what, two or three different times. Um, two out of the three times, it was pretty much dry. Mm-hmm. You could see it looked more like a wash. If you've ever been in the desert, you know, you look at these washes, you can tell there's been water there flowing uh, and through the sand and stuff, but there's nothing there. One time when we were going out... There was actually water flowing through it. Oh, I didn't see that. Well, you didn't go out that time. It was the girls and I. What? Yeah, I have a video of it. When the oh, girls, the, oh, I, you mean like going out to the sand or? Back yeah, to, when yeah. we were going out to the dunes to walk to climb the dunes, there was actually water flowing down. Mm-hmm. When we came back, it was all gone. Yeah, it's crazy. So that creek, you can go during different times. So during summer months, which we'll link in the show notes, the there's like a weather thing on their website that shows, you know, what you're going to see each month. And I think it's like busier, the weather. It can get pretty busy in the like late spring, early summer. Yes, but I meant like the water. Sorry, oh. I didn't mean busy. But the water starts flowing in like May, I think it said, or May, June, July. Yeah, whenever it starts period. And then... Um, it does go away after that, but people will come and like swim in the water and just hang out and play yep. in the water. So during come during that time, maybe yeah, <laughs> it'll be it's, fun. It's a there's like a pretty cool phenomenon that happens. It's it's called a surge flow, and what happens is the flowing water builds up like a sand dam, and once it builds up enough, the flowing water breaks it. And it creates a wave. So this wave flows downstream. And sometimes, like, even it can get up to a a foot tall. But most of them are just, like, a few inches. But this is, it's like a recurring thing. So every 30 seconds or 45 seconds, you'll see a wave come down the creek. That's so cool. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often or in other places. It's just, like, it's, like, a rare Yeah, I could see that, though, because it's, you know, flowing on sand. Yeah. And so it builds up. So we took the girls out, took all these photos. We had all these props. We had the dogs out there on these, like, hooks or leashes. <laughs> yeah, we have, like, a like a screw-in yeah. hook thing. Which wasn't very good for the sand. No, it was good. It worked it fine. Worked. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. It was her collar. The one we have out. is really good, and I'll link it in the show notes. It's actually a really good um, – it's perfect, I think, for yep. that. I just However, forgot it was her collar that broke. Too. Yeah, her collar broke. But since her collar broke, it made it really hard to, like – walker on it i mean we had we could just wrap it around her um we had oh, an, she we had, had a, another collar on yeah she had another collar but it wasn't like it's not made for hooking yeah it's an e-collar yeah training so collar. we're training her right now which will link we highly recommend those 
as well. <laughs> yep. Um, but you're not supposed to, um, you know, hook the leash on there because it actually pulls on her neck, which is bad. Um, so I was like, eh. and plus like you walk, I don't know, how far is it to walk where we were taking the photos to the dunes? Quarter of a mile. So it's about a quarter of a mile on sand to the dunes. And then you have to walk up into the dunes. Yeah. <laughs> and we just got done taking all these pictures and playing in the sand right there. And so I was like, you know, I'll just go back, um, with the dogs, take the dogs back because Freya's collars broke anyways. Um, and call my mom, had great service. I could play on my phone yep. <laughs> for a little bit, have some quiet time. And the girls, they wanted so bad to walk in the dunes. And I said, you guys are going like, to regret this. How are you supposed to claim the great sand dunes if you haven't been on the dunes? Sure. Well, we were in the dunes, but you know what I mean. But it was cold. I was like, eh, this isn't mm-hmm. going to be cool. So they went out there and... I regret it. <laughs> you say that, but it was a good time. It was absolutely beautiful, but it was just the hardest walk. <laughs> I yeah. could see. I was looking at them through the binoculars because I had to have binoculars to see them. That's how yeah. far out they were. Um, but I was looking at them through the binoculars, and I could see Lexi about like quite a ways away from Tony, and I could see her throw her arm down. <laughs> she was asked, so when Tony got back, I'm like, she asked you to carry her, didn't she? <laughs> he was like, yes, and I was like, and then you said no. And then she threw herself on the ground and <laughs> was like pretend sledding down or sliding down the hill. <laughs> I was like, oh boy. Oh, did you see it? Um, did you had see go- us a uh, barrel roll down? Yeah, we <laughs> had it. There's a really big hill we had to go down and it was just easier just to barrel roll down. <laughs> yeah, I think Le- uh, Lexi just dumped out sand out of her jacket pocket the other day. Oh, yeah. Yesterday. And there's actually still more in it. Still sand in there. Oh, About yeah, a gallon. It- I, I don't know if Kylie, if you knew this, when Lexi came in, she wanted to dump her shoes out, and so Dad did it on the steps. There was like a huge thing of sand. Yeah, like, she had that in her in her shoe all the way home. Well, plus <laughs> she took off her shoes for most of the dune walk. Oh, <laughs> it still had that much in. So yeah, we walked up, and I told the girls, I'm like, they wanted to do this so bad, and I was willing to do it, but it's like. Don't underestimate the size of these <laughs> yeah. sand dunes. Yeah. So we, You're like, oh, those look tiny. And then you walk out there just a little ways, and then you see those tiny little dots. Those are people. Yeah. I've been to Traverse City like 20 times my life. You know <laughs> <So>. what? <laughs> those dunes are hard to do. Yeah. There's some that are, you know, nearly impossible. <laughs> but... Michigan is like sea level or yeah. like 700 feet. Oh, that's feet. true, too. So this we is, were already. Yeah, this is high elevation. This is like 7,500 feet elevation. And what's funny is. So you're running out of air really quick. <laughs> and it doesn't matter how good a shape you are. Because I talked to some people who were walking up with us. A younger guy and, you know, a, a couple, fit couple. Everybody was like hanging their tongues out of their mouth. Breathing yeah. hard <laughs> because it's just rough. But we made it about halfway up, and uh, I was like, no. And plus, it was getting... It was the colder, sun was, and the sun was going it down. It was starting so, to drop yeah. behind the dunes. <laughs> it wasn't even sunset. It was just the dunes are so tall that the sun hits behind them early. So I was like, let the girls play a little bit, and then I'm like, we're going to get back because it started getting windy and mm-hmm. cold. And dark. Yep. So animals. There's actually bear here. They didn't know that. Well, yeah, there's because there's a forest that borders the dunes. 
I just don't think of bear the south. I don't know why, but <laughs> there is bear and there's mountain lions. Yep. And there is, I mean, they're obviously rare to see, but there's, um, they must be seen enough where they give like warnings and yeah. stuff on different things, like how you should act if you see one. Especially with as pet friendly as it is, you know, more people have their dogs and stuff out there. We didn't see any bear or uh, mountain lions, but we did see some elk. Yep. Yep, and we saw some mule deer. Before you actually get into the park, all along the road there, it's 150, um, there was trucks parked all over these pullouts, and everybody that was outside of their vehicle, all these trucks parked along the road, there were people outside with spotting scopes and binoculars, and they're all looking for elk because it's like the beginning season for elk hunting. And we get into the park, and there's like a million elk. Well, we get, well, <laughs> once we got into the park, remember we looked over to the left, and there's a huge bull elk. Oh yeah, huge oh one. yeah, like oh, just yeah. hanging out in the park. <laughs> He's like, ha ha. Yeah, I'm but yeah, crazy. further off we saw a bunch of a uh, bunch of uh, more elk. Yeah, walking along. The mule deer, though, were really cool. We saw some on the Jeep trail, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, But they were right near the road. And you could, I got like a picture of them right and a video of them right next to me. It was so cool. Mom said we weren't going to see any animals. (laughs) (laughs) And we saw elk right away. It was super funny because we were driving, we were driving down the road on the Jeep trail, and Mom said, yeah, we're not going to see any animals. And then I was like, deer! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we saw, what, maybe half a dozen mule deer right there. Mm-hmm. It was cool. The Great Sand Dunes is also an international space, just kidding, international dark sky. What is it called? <laughs> it's an international dark sky park. Yes. So you can see some stars there as well. Yeah. And they're gorgeous. I mean, we did see the stars in there when we were driving out. Yeah, we didn't have a lot of moonlight. Another cool thing about this park, it has a Jeep trail. Yep, four by four required. Yep. Yeah. We love seeing that sign. (laughs) We will link this road in our show notes, um, but it's also, I mean, if you go to the park, you'll see it right on their park map. You'll see it. um, Yep. It's called Madano Pass Primitive Road. Yeah, and it's really cool because they have... um, like, you can air up your tires right there. They have yeah. it there, which I think is super neat that the National Park does that. But what I like the best about 4x4 trails is normally they're pretty quiet. Yeah. <laughs> it's just us or, you know, like a couple other people on the trail. And, and this one and was people just people were us. hunting. People were hunting. Yeah, hunting. there were some people, like, having little hunting camps out there. Sadly, we did start kind of late on the trail. Um, so we only got, like, I think three... We Water crossing. crossings, yeah. there's nine total, and we got through three of them, and so, then turned around and came back. Yep, exactly. Yeah, we started, we got about an hour of trail in mm-hmm. total. Um, it was so, It was a fun trail, though. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, there's a lot, I mean, obviously a lot of sand, and there's spots where it says deep, very deep sand, you know, mm-hmm. air your tires down. It gives you all the tips and all that stuff. We didn't do that, though. We don't usually don't. Um, different parts of the trails, though you uh, the Jeep trail, you get close to the dunes. Um, it is on the other cro- on the other side of like a river, so you would have to um, cross the river there. I mean, it's not a big river though; it's a little stream creek yeah. thing. Madano Creek. Yeah, um, but you can get like a close 
closer. <laughs> you get to a the pretty dunes. You, no. You get a very close view of the dunes, like yes. the the edge of the dunes that go up to. It, you can see more of them that actually lead up right up to the foothills of the mountains. Yeah, and you can get into the mountains. Yep. Um, there's some really pretty trees. There's a lot of little camps back there. So if, and I, like I said earlier in this podcast, I think those are free spots. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to the national park, you could probably just go in there. If you, you know, especially if you have four by four and you're, you know, if you have a tent or something, I guess. If you're yeah. listening to this, you probably are an RVer. <laughs> but don't go on your, with your RV out there. But <laughs> no, you, not even an option. But if you have a tent or if you like, um, you know, we know some people that have Jeep tents or do tenting um, and they're still full-time RVers, you can definitely go out there and do that. And you probably won't run into anybody. Except for some mountain lions, maybe. (laughs) Anything else about the dunes that you want to talk about? The visitor center was under construction when we were there, and they had, like, a temporary building that you could go into. It still had all the stuff in it, which was fine, and... Um, they still did the Junior Ranger badges, which was fun. Um, you got a stamp in your National Park book. Yes, I started a new new book I'm pretty excited about. But now we have to go back to all of the parks that we've been to already <laughs> and get uh, get a pass. Oh, but no. Does that mean we have to go back to, like, Indiana Dunes and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, we're passing through. Yeah, we'll just run in and get it. Um, but what if, what if a national park doesn't have a stamp? They, they all do, yeah. Yeah, they all do. They all offer it. So I'm using like a little tiny bullet journal and putting the stamps in there. I'm pretty excited about it. I And just, we're not putting any notes in it or anything like that. It's just the stamps. Because I'll tell you, I don't like their stamp books. A lot of times they don't have all the, the parks in there and it's just kind of weird. And then like some of them are big and bulky and, you know, you can't carry them in. So then you get like the sticker and then is it Really? I don't know. It's just weird. So I haven't found a book that I liked, but every time I go to a national park, I see the little stamping session, section, and I'm, like, sad that I didn't have one. And I feel like <laughs> we've been wasting all this time. So I decided to do it, and I'm pretty excited. I did a little – it's like a – what's the size of that? Hand. I don't know, like a three-by-four or something. Yeah, bullet journal, and it's just a plain journal. And when we go to a park, we'll write the name at the top, and then we'll stamp it. And if we come back to that park again, we'll just stamp it again on the same page. So we can actually stamp multiple stamps, which is kind of cool. Yeah, from, like, all the different dates. Yeah. All right, well, I think that's it. Anything else about the dunes you wanted to mention? Nope. Yeah, if you go there, go out onto the dunes. And Punish yourself. (laughs) Food and water. Bring food, bring water. And a sleeping bag just in case you get stuck out there. Oh, actually, (laughs) I did want to mention that. You can camp out um, on the dunes, which is really cool. You can get a free permit to camp out there. I think it says you have to walk a mile and a half, though, (laughs) out anywhere you want to go. You just have to walk about a mile and a half out. Yeah. Um, And then you can camp out there, which would be super pretty. If it was a clear night. And the girls and I, I will say, we walked 1.1 miles round trip. Mm-hmm. That was rough. And uh, I would say um, a half a mile was f- flat. I would say, though, it says a mile and a half out, but more than likely you probably don't. You probably just have to get over a hill. Yeah, so yeah Somebody yeah. can't see you. <laughs> yeah. It's not like they're patrolling out there. but Yeah. But, yeah, it, just be prepared. 
it's going to be hard climbing the dunes because it's elevation. And depending on what time of year you go, it's going to be either hot or cold. <laughs> um, just wear the proper clothing, the footwear, all that stuff. Make sure you bring Keep, water. Yep. Take your food. water. And food. <laughs> Lexi. But definitely go out there. It was, I, I'm very glad that we made the trek out. It was definitely a cooler park than I thought it was going to be. Yep. And the, yeah, the dunes were way bigger than I expected. And I love that there was a Jeep trail and that they allowed dogs in most places. Yeah, I love yep. that they allowed dogs too. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely we will be back. Anything else? Nope. All right, cool. Let's do a gear review. Who doesn't love new gear or fun gadgets? Let us share with you what's new to us. And loved. In the RV, our Jeep, and our new tech. All right, so my mom was raving about this new vacuum mop thing she got. And she kept talking about it, and she kept talking about it when she was here. And finally, I was like, let me look this up. And so I looked it up during Prime Day (laughs) sales, and it's a Tenco Smart Wet Dry Vacuum Cleaner. And what it does is you can, on all the hard floors in the RV, which is everywhere, um, you can vacuum and mop at the same time. It does it all. You just do it. It sucks it up. It's so cool. I wrote about it in my journal. (laughs) My bullet journal. It sucks up, you know, like the hard stuff and vacuums at the same time. And, I mean, you can do like... like Mops at the same time. Is it vacuums? Yes. Uh, in the, like the video or whatever, it shows them like picking up eggs and stuff, like a broken egg on the thing. So like even really, really dirty stuff you could still do. And then when you put it back on the stand, it does like a self-clean, which is really cool. So it cleans the little like roller thing. Yeah, it's like a little roller brush that's on there. And then you just empty the dirty water tank and you have a clean water on the back. It's pretty simple. Um it, you probably have even heard of this, but if you haven't heard of it, <laughs> check it out on Amazon. We'll have the link. It is the coolest thing, especially for us RVers, because you don't have to have a mop. You don't have to have, like, all the things. You just have this one thing. And we still like have a Very slim, and it's compact, and yep. it has a little stand. So... And then we got the combo one, which also has, like, the small handheld vacuum... Um, accessories, and then it also has a long stick vacuum that we can use for our rugs and stuff. I really like it though because when you're va- when you're mopping, vacuuming, <laughs> you don't have to push a button, you don't have to change anything. It does it all, so it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna mop every time you use it. Yeah. So if you just want a vacuum, you could probably just use the other yeah, little handheld yeah, vacuum. Yeah, it comes with the other one. But uh, I don't see why you wouldn't want to because it it's quick drying dries very quick there's no streaks it does come with like a solution um that they recommend using of course they don't want you to use a third party because they want you to keep buying it um however we probably will try something different like vinegar and water or something we could look at the ingredients of it and then <laughs> and then maybe just make our own for we probably won't do that but um we call could- the lab <laughs> i like you know we use force of nature uh which is bleach. bleach? Yeah. No, bleach, vinegar, I think it's water? chlorine. Oh, yeah. Chlorine, vinegar, and water. And they come in these little, like, droplet things. And you drop it in the and they're container. they're tiny. Yeah. And you drop it in the container. And then you turn the container on. And it, like, 
does its thing, makes it. Then you and just then, pour it into a spray bottle. Yep, and it's good for a couple of weeks. So we like that stuff. So we like less chemical type stuff. Yeah. That's and why it's called force of nature. <laughs> so for th- when we run out of this solution, we'll probably just make something like with vinegar or water. But I really like it. I, I mean, the girls like it. They use it. It's cool. Like I think the first or second time we used it on the floor, I'm like, this floor is pretty clean. Like yeah. we've, you know, we wipe stuff up when we need to. We sweep, but when we mopped, it was not clean. <laughs> it was gross. Yeah. Yeah, it has a little the the um dirty water catch can container thing. It was pretty brown. <laughs> yes. It looks like chocolate milk. <laughs> it kind of reminded me like when. Back in the day, I'm aging myself, but back in the day when I was a kid, I remember like the Kirby guy coming around. Oh, yeah. And he'd be like, oh, you think your vacuum's good, huh? Why don't you get it out and we'll vacuum? And then he pulls out his Kirby and he vacuums then over the spot. Then he probably already has dirt in the bag. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. <laughs> but there was like a ton of dirt. Now, I think That's what it reminded me of when we did this because I'm like, the floor is pretty darn clean. Yeah. Let's see what this thing will do. <laughs> and it brought up a bunch of like mud. I would say, though, like, the only thing that I didn't like at first is when you have to clean that out. I would think you could just go to your sink and clean it out, and maybe you can in your house. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't do it in your house either. Just depends on the sink that you have, yeah. But because there's so because it vacuums at the same time that it mops, it actually has, like, stuff in there, too. Yeah. Like, the actual particles and stuff. Yeah. So we just flushed it in the toilet. Yep, instead of the sink. But the cool thing about that is our middle bathroom has like a little sprayer in there. Mm-hmm. So it actually works pretty good because you can spray out the little um, container as well. Highly recommend it. We'll link it in the show notes. It's the perfect tool for RVers, I think. Yeah, and it, dr- it dries pretty quick. I was surprised at how fast the floor dries when you're doing it. Yeah, when we first did it, Tony's like, so I'm going to have wet socks. Yeah, I'm going like, to have to walk <laughs> through this with my socks and get them all wet. But it just, it takes like two minutes to dry. And yeah. dad, one time Dad And it's not that it. wet either, so your socks don't get wet. But. One time Dad was using it, he thought he broke it because oh. the soap would always come out. <laughs> so there's a filter. I mean, when you get it, if you get it, you'll see. But there's this yeah, little filter. Yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't do it right. <laughs> and you take that filter out and you clean it. And then there's a little, like, basket that you can put it in to dry if you want it to dry fully outside of the thing. And I had sat it in that to dry, and Tony didn't put the filter in, which causes the suction. And so when he started vacuuming, mopping, the water was just, like, flowing out. And he's like, this thing is stupid. (laughs) It's, like, puddling everywhere. He's, like, throwing it practically. It was so funny. And then we're like, did you put in the filter? (laughs) Like, what filter? (laughs) And then I walk over to the thing and this filter, Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was funny. But yes, so we'll link in the show notes. That's our gear review. I highly recommend it. And that's our podcast on the Great Sand Dunes National Park. Make sure you're following us at the Faolas on Instagram. We've been sharing some fun reels on there and um, more up to date stories and pictures. So highly recommend you share you follow us there. You can also follow us on Facebook. Um, you can sign up for our email list if you're interested. We only send out an email like once a month with everything that we've published at thefailers.com slash email. Show notes for this episode is thefailers.com slash 52. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what episode yep. it was. <laughs> I think that's it. 
Yeah, that's going to do it. All right, cool. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Which is cool. See that? Which is cool. Which is cool. That's <laughs> Which pretty is cool. cool. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you might as well pause it. The last episode you heard was actually filmed a few weeks ago. We, we didn't film anything. Or <laughs> Gosh, leave me alone. Are you going to pick on me through this whole podcast? Yes. No. All right, let me say that again. I'll say it. So the last podcast... This is going to be a big blooper reel. Never mind. Last last podcast. (laughs) So in my my defense. (laughs) What about... Jeez. This is the most podcast ever. (laughs) We have not been drinking, I promise. I have, and I'm doing much better than you. But first, I wanted to make sure you have the link for the show notes. <laughs> have you have you ever done a podcast before? <laughs> and then we had to do a birthday party virtually. No, we didn't. Sure did. <laughs> Whose birthday party? Halloween party. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. What, the ghost's birthday? <laughs> so. Jack's birthday? Sh- sh- I was going to be like, Ava's. Like, what do you think? <laughs> she was all dressed up and everything. But first, please follow us. Uh, <laughs> wherever you follow us. <laughs> to the great damn great damn things <laughs> the big damn dunes <laughs> what is that in Spanish take out all my it was cool okay cool <laughs> This is the one with the stripper music.